0: Frataloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 697, September 20, 2021. It was 91 degrees on this day on three occasions 1895, 1908, and 1931. It was 28 degrees in 1962. Tonight is the full moon. The Ojibwe called it the rice moon, and the Lakota called it the brown leaves moon. And now. From the mayor's office above the boathouse we'll on the it. east shore of Spoon Lake. Well, if it's you get it rain, Garage a Logic. We're you rookie on production. Coming down now a little Chris bit. Chris director it. of social media. John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, fireworks commissioner and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchere. Was that was that field goal initially called good yesterday? And, uh, some saw it that
1: way. Some, yeah, some saw it. That, some it, professionals saw that way. And then it, then it wasn't good. And it was not good. at mm-hmm. the same.
0: You know what?
2: We all make mistakes. <clears throat> huh. Well, no, I mean, sure, I think it's fair to say that you know when you're in a you know a, a hostile area calling a very critical play, you know you, you can make mistakes sometimes. Well, I think oh. here's
0: the pitch. Boof glaring in, yep. <laughs> wide. I'm oh. sorry, inside, not inside, wide, inside yeah. ball. Yep. I think he called it a strike. <laughs> he did? <laughs> Didn't he? Yes. What's he lay, raising his hand for? It looked Uh-oh. like a strike to me. He's one and one. One and one. There
1: we go. Yep.
0: <laughs> this is not as easy as you think it is when you listen to Gordo all summer long. <laughs> right, well,
1: he's a, he's a vet.
0: All right, Herb. Well, there's another way to look at the Vikings
1: game. Man, why do we have to relive?
0: This? Well, I'm not, and we'll have Monday <clears throat> Night Sports talk I know, later. But I'm really,
1: it, 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 I, I I invested the time to watch. Oh, I, it was
0: too nice of a day, and I just I I hate it. <clears throat> but there's another way to look at it. It Shouldn't have to that sh- you shouldn't have to count on that for a victory. You That's should, fair. You should uh, you should be taking care of the
2: football. I was uh, at my son's baseball game mm-hmm. uh, that started you know right at halftime, and so I was monitoring. Uh, the local squad on my cell phone with a dad next to me, and he missed the kick. We looked at each other. And we just went,
0: yep, sounds yeah. about right. <laughs> There's some really great polling that's been done and uh, printed in the Star Tribune uh, yeah, yesterday and today. Uh, crime. In the last few, <clears throat> few years, do you feel it's a Minnesota poll? In the last few years, you feel crime in Minneapolis has increased, has been reduced, or has stayed the same? Uh, 73% reported increased. Mm-hmm. Mm. 68% of males report increase. 78% of females. 71% of whites uh, report increase. 74% of black people report increased. Uh, and it does it by age, too. By the time you get to age 65 plus, 77% think crime has increased. Uh, I don't even think in the last few years, black voters, 74% increased 70% of males and 76% of females and under 50 ages, uh, blacks, 74% increase, 50 plus 73% increase, no college degree, 72% increase college graduate, 81% of the people believe crime has increased. If Minneapolis were to significantly reduce the size of its police force, what effect do you think it would have on public safety? Would it have a positive effect, a negative effect, or no significant effect? Uh, 20% think positive. 55% say negative. 55? 55. 51% of the males, 59% of females say a negative. Uh, Whites, 52 uh, negative. Black, 68% of black people polled believe a reduced police force
1: would uh, have a negative impact. Read that one again, because that's impactful. Uh, 68%? Of the black people polled,
0: 68% believe reducing the police force would have a negative effect.
1: Seven out of ten.
0: Yep. Basically. Huh. Do you... Uh, f- oh, dang it, I ripped it bad. Do you... Uh, f- 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 Oh, do you have a favorable or unfavorable opinion of Police Chief Maderia Arredondo? Fifty-five uh, percent uh, have a favorable. What are you reading, Reeves? I'm aligning our ad structure for the day. Oh, I see. See, I don't really realize what you're doing, do I? No. Brooke, <laughs> no. uh, I uh, I share your.
1: Yes, I share It's, your it's always good. <laughs> Welcome to my uh, former world here. You know you drove the bus. Okay, so, hold on. Uh, Let me get in a better position. So you're talking about the chief? Yeah, yeah, that's what you do. Fifty five
0: percent of those polled have a favorable position. Uh, what,
1: what, what what do you think that means? I don't know that. I don't know the Minneapolis chief. Uh, I know the Saint Paul chief, and I don't know why I would have an unfavorable.
0: Fifty age fifty to sixty four black people polled. Fifty nine percent have a favorable opinion of the police chief.
1: I think that's I think that's low. I think it should be 95 for
0: 100%. The thing
2: that stuck out to me about when I read the story yesterday was the fact that I was shocked it was on the front page of the paper.
0: Well, I think it's some great work. It it, should, it, it no it, it should, is. Have, been, should it, have been. It is great work. Yeah. Well, this is from yesterday. Do you have a favorable or unfavorable opinion of the Minneapolis Police Department of those polled? favorable and 53% unfavorable. But let's go down to where the black people polled. Uh, 58% of black people polled have an unfavorable opinion of the police department. And yet, in further polling, it's the black people who most want to see to not see a reduction in the police force.
2: And you saw the story where the brother of a Minneapolis City Council person was stabbed Mm -hmm. uh, in the head, repeatedly stabbed in the head
0: Mm -hmm. over the weekend. Do you think Minneapolis should or should not (coughs) reduce the size of its police force? 55% say should not. Mm. Only 29% polled say it should. And who are these 30%? 55% of males... (laughs) Say no, don't reduce the size. Fifty-seven percent of females say no, don't reduce the size. Uh, now I'll go down to black people. Black people polled seventy-five yep. percent say do not reduce the size of this police force. And yet, and yet, it were it were it was black respondents who were at fifty-eight percent unfavorable opinion of the police force. So what everyone wants is a strong police force if I might speak for the black community what what they want is a strong police force but they want some reforms too mm-hmm. okay
1: okay uh, i'll give them that
0: well uh, me too
1: yeah but i don't want to abolish
0: i don't want to dismantle 76% of black males do not want to reduce police force 74% of black females do not want to reduce police force and blacks 50 years older, or older, 78% do not want a reduced police force. And if you're a college graduate, it jumps to 79%. Mm. Unbelievable. And here's the amendment. Do you support or oppose replacing the Minneapolis Police Department with a new Department of Public Safety, which may include police officers and will focus on public health and giving the city council more authority over public uh, safety? 49% say Yes. Forty-one percent say no. Forty-eight uh, percent of the males polled will uh, supports the uh, the amendment. Forty-one percent do not. Uh, black voters forty-two percent support the amendment, but forty-seven percent do not. So it's the black community. If they get out and vote, <laughs> they could save us.
1: Yeah, they could. <laughs> they could well, save us. I guess that's the percentage. These poll numbers are indicating what I've been saying the last uh, several days, several weeks, whatever it is, about there's that silent majority out there that isn't marching in the streets with the yes movement but it's, and so It's forth. this
0: kind of polling that helps us understand that group. When you get to college graduate, 50% oppose the amendment. Hmm.
2: But that's just it, Rook. Are enough of those people going to show well, that up? That was still
0: yesterday. I'm sorry. I didn't get to today yet. Oh.
1: I didn't get to today yet. Well, oh, that's that's the those are those are the game changers.
0: Do you have a favorable or unfavorable opinion of Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry? Uh, males, thirty-one percent favorable, favorable, forty percent unfavorable. And it's even less with females: thirty-nine percent favorable, thirty-three percent. Unf- I mean, he's supported more by females. Let's just cut to blacks. Uh, have a favorable opinion of the mayor. Only 19% do not. Let's go to college graduate. 55% Mm. have a a favorable opinion of the mayor. Only 18% do not. Mm. And uh, as much as we've had our fun with the uh, boy mayor, a boy in that field, if you don't reelect him, you're in real trouble. Mm -hmm. Do you support or oppose granting the mayor of Minneapolis more authority over the city's daily operations and focusing the city council on legislative work, such as writing ordinances, improving budgets? Do you support or oppose granting the mayor more authority? Uh, 50% of males support. 46% of females support. uh, 54% of black people support that. That's city question number one. Uh, go down to black totals. 54% support opposing.
1: 100% people uh, support you reading the numbers correctly. Oh, well. 54% of black voters support
0: granting the mayor more power. Go to college graduate. 58% support granting the mayor more authority.
1: So this is the
0: weak mayor. Well, you're trying to get to a situation where if you have, you know, right now with 14 people in charge, no one's in charge. Mm -hmm.
2: With that particular story, I did not read today's. I did read yesterday's. Does it have the, the total number of people that participated? In this, because I thought the one that they did yesterday had less than a 1,000 people.
0: The findings of this Star Tribune, NPR News, Carol Evan, Frontline, Minnesota poll are based on live interviews conducted September 9th to 13th with 800 registered Minneapolis voters who indicated they are likely to vote in the November city elections. That sample would include interviews with 537 self-identified white registered voters and 157 African-American registered voters. Uh, During the same time period, an additional 343 interviews were conducted with African-American registered voters in Minneapolis who indicated they are likely to vote in November. Uh, They were randomly selected by computer from a phone match Minneapolis voter registration list that included both landline and cell phone numbers.
2: All right. I guess the reason I'm bringing that up, and I'm not being critical of the Star Tribune in any way, this, this was a tremendous piece that they put together, but... Keep in mind, that's only 800 people in a city of how many hundreds of thousands of, of legal voters?
0: Well, there's a plus minus error of only 3.5%. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The margin of sampling error for the sample of 800 registered Minneapolis voters, according to standards customarily used by statisticians, is no more than. Uh, Plus 3.5 percentage points. That means there was a 95% probability that the true figure would fall within that range if all voters were surveyed.
2: Because well, I guess the reason I'm bringing it up is, um, did they find the right 800 people or, or did they, whatever. Well, you just missed the sentence there. No, 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 no. But, but what I'm getting at, Joe, is I still don't have confidence that the city will vote the way that we all want them to vote and the way that they should vote. I I still don't have confidence in that happening in Minneapolis. Well,
0: here's how statisticians view it. Okay. The margin of sampling error for the sample of 800 registered Minneapolis voters, according to standards customarily used by statisticians, is no more than plus minus 3.5 percentage points. That means there is a 95% probability that the true figure would fall within that range if all voters were surveyed. Okay. There's no such thing as finding the right 800 people. Hmm. But you see what I'm getting at, don't oh, you? Well, I I see what you're getting at, but it doesn't it's not it's not germane sure. to this question.
2: And let's just say that the city does vote the right way. They do shoot this down. This isn't going away. Oh, I don't think They're so. They're going to shove it down our throats again next year if, if they don't get their way because what how did you phrase it last week? Democracy to these people is them getting their way. Yeah.
0: Do you have a favorable or unfavorable opinion of the Minneapolis City Council? Uh, 48% of males, no. 41% of females, no. Let's go to black people. Only 48? Right. Let's go to uh, black voters. 28% unfavorable, 36% favorable. College graduate, 35% unfavorable. Who do you trust more to make decisions about the future of the Minneapolis Police Department? The mayor or city council? Uh, The mayor, 39%. City council, 42%. Oh, my God. Uh, Black voters, the mayor, 38%. City council, 35%. College graduate, 40%. Mayor, 38% city council.
2: So what that tells me the first number you read in relation to the city council, it was, what did you say, 48%? Mm-hmm. That tells me that that's 48% of the people that aren't paying attention, right? Uh, How could you possibly, if you were a resident of this city, could you possibly think that they're doing a good job?
0: Well, you and I can't possibly imagine that, but other people can. Woof Yeah. It's, hmm. Remember, these city council people are not elected citywide. True. They're only selected by ward. And so they they play to that ward's hand. Mm. So th- th- these numbers don't surprise me at all. Don't surprise me at all. Uh, do you, And finally, do you support or oppose allowing the Minneapolis City Council to regulate rents on private residential property? Males, 43% oppose. Females, 37% oppose. Uh, go down to uh, black voters, 33% oppose, but 52% support the idea that the city council should control rents. College graduate, 44% in the of black college graduates, 44% support the rent control, 36% do not. The rent is too damn high, Party. Remember that guy? <laughs> yes. Interesting stuff that really wow. doesn't help us get to the bottom of no. anything, but gives you a
2: different look at it and you know what else it does it also shows us that the the city council will continue to push their agenda regardless of if that's what the people that live in their district want or not
0: Mm -hmm. well it was a great college football weekend Yes, I, hope you so I hope you enjoyed some red savoy and maybe even the new adult mac and cheese the red savoy pizza 16 locations so good but they've introduced adult mac and cheese this isn't that orange stuff that you know your
1: aunt mm, made they did a lot of research and development because the end result is uh you will not be disappointed just they're, like Red's pizza. well they're
0: baked like a hot dish they have three cheeses parmesan mozzarella and cheddar and they've added just the right amount of alfredo sauce chicken bacon mac and regular mac and cheese this is in addition to all of the great pizzas at Red Savoy. And uh, you get a pull tab in that pizza box, and you can win stuff. You can win uh, free pizza, pasta, wings, salads, cookies, pop, as well as money off your next purchase. You can even win the grand prize, free pizza for a year. That's soda style, isn't it? S-O-T-A. Red Savoy now including or offering that wonderful, wonderful adult mac and cheese.
2: Hey, Garage Logic would like to welcome Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services to the podcast. Andy and his crew at Kahuna take care of all the stuff around your house that you really hate doing window cleaning, gutter cleaning, pressure washing, roof washing. They will even put up, take down, and store your holiday lights. They service the entire metro area from North Branch to Norwood, Young America. Kahuna is also a veteran owned company and honored to be recommended by Trust Vets. Throughout the entire month of September, they have a great special on soft washing just for GLers. If you look under your eaves on the north side of your house, you'll probably see some gray dirt. It's actually algae. It can grow anywhere, siding, patio, patio furniture, deck, and even on your roof. The proper way to clean this is usually not with water pressure. Kahuna's soft wash method uses low pressure water with a mixture of algaecide to kill the algae so it stays clean longer and doesn't damage your house. Right now, for GLers only, pricing for house washing packages start at just $299. This special will only run through the month of September. Head to to kahunawindowcleaning.com to schedule a washing. Make sure that you ask for the GL special. kahunawindowcleaning.com This
0: guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Is that PK Mayo? Yes, sir. From the CD I got at the fair? The PK Mayo Acoustic Trio is what this one is. Here's the headline from yesterday's Minneapolis paper. Most want reform, not fewer cops. And I read you the polling questions. 55% of Minneapolis voters say no to fewer officers on the force. 75% of black voters say no to fewer officers, officers on the force. 49% of Minneapolis voters support replacing the police department. 73% of Minneapolis voters say crime in the city has gotten worse. Hmm. And with crime up, this is not the time. Here, uh, well, here's, yeah, here's the weekend roundup. 11 people shot in seven incidents over weekend in Minneapolis. You got that? 11 11. people. Eleven. Wow. Okay. We're supposed to believe that this as yet unimagined public safety department will somehow holistically uh, solve the city's crime problem.
2: We called it what the Department of Handholding. Whatever.
0: Well... What, what in that as yet to be realized plan will specifically? What do they think can possibly stop what happened? Can stop eleven people having been shot in seven incidents over the weekend in Minneapolis. That's what I don't understand. What? what, what and, are the and again, and again, and again, police don't stop that, uh, but their presence is a deterrent. Yes. You know, will the police have to. The police show up after a crime has happened. So, so so either way, what's, what's at work here is an ideology that I think what they're going to do is, and we've, we've talked about it, is to, to reduce crime, you're going to keep decriminalizing certain crimes.
2: There was a <laughs> another story over the weekend, too, that I read where the state of Minnesota alone had a record number of police sergeants or police captains, I forget. Chiefs. Chiefs, sorry, thank you, that have stepped down. I just right now Google search, because I wanted to find the number, but what's more alarming is when you Google number of retiring police sergeants, pick your market. Uh, 5,300 cops left NYPD. I'm looking at headlines right now. This is going on all over the country, Mm -hmm. where these cops are saying, to hell with it, I don't need this anymore.
0: 11 people shot in seven incidents.
2: Because the one was uh, the, the police chief in Bloomington, Correct.
0: Yeah, police aren't the problem. Behavior Thank is the you. problem. Thank you. And there's nothing you can imagine, you uh, Yes for Minneapolis people. You, you're, you're riding into town on a Trojan horse. There's nothing you can imagine that's going to change behavior. In fact, everything the likes of you come up with lead to a increase in bad behavior. One of the reasons the crime is so bad in Minneapolis over the last 18 months is because the minute George Floyd went down, you had the entire city council and mayor telling you that the police are rotten. Mm-hmm. And so they've 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 taken a real eggshell approach to policing. They're not going to they're not going to well that
2: and they're just they're undermanned. They can't get to every call. Right. You you, you don't think this inspires, you
3: Joe? the police chief's role is to be able to have a vision of what it means for us to have a strong um, focus on what should police be focusing on.
0: Oh, that guy's an idiot. Literally an idiot.
3: I talked to
1: a St. Paul uh, police officer this weekend. Uh, he was you doing You play some- that again. I'm break <laughs> okay. <laughs> I talked to a St. Paul police officer who's doing some security work this weekend about the number of retiring cops and the number of applications that they've had for mm-hmm. uh, X amount. I, I forget what the numbers are, and he's going to text me back what those were. But basically, we're going to be scraping the barrel for the new recruits for mm-hmm. police officers. St. Mm-hmm. Paul, Minneapolis, pick your town. And
2: the, this all started years and years ago. With this attempt and this entire focus placed on diversity, instead of hiring the best candidate, we had to f- we had to check so many boxes. Quotas, we had quotas, and, and that's when and that's when things started to go haywire.
0: Most want reform, not fewer cops, and Fry wants the full complement of eight hundred and eighty-eight. That Sheila Nazad... doesn't want any. Well, she won't say how many she would like to have
1: well that's just it you can't predict crime and again a police officer in uniform pretty much should be a deterrent for 100 of the population you would think and so. and if you have department of hand-holding mm-hmm. when they walk up with their uh whatever t-shirts and their jeans and, and look like regular people i don't think they're going to be a deterrent well, we heard
2: it was from ilhan omar last week where she said there are certain cases where a psychologist should be called. What What are you talking about? No, it's gibberish. Yeah, we got to get Mary
0: on the phone yeah. here. Hey, quick Doc, what should we do here? Send to North well, Minneapolis. Well, the, the fundamental flaw in that thinking is that they think they'll be clairvoyant about when a crime might occur. They, 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 they right, have no right, more ability right. to do that than the police
1: department. Right, where are you going to be tonight? We're going to be on 5th and uh, Howell because uh, <laughs> right. there's going to be something going down. Here's
0: a police officer now retired. <laughs> John Rogers, Sergeant Columbia Heights Police, gratefully retired, who has written an interesting email called 9-11 Remembered in a Different Way. Just mm-hmm. a moment, please.
1: Okay, 9-11 ah. Remembered in a Different Way.
0: It's great to hear the remembrances of 9-11 and I have the iconic oh, video. Oh boy, to yeah, go. oh, get, gotta get gotta the horns. Thank you for
2: your service, no but you're getting the fog right.
0: And I have the iconic video of the brothers who were filming NYFD during that fateful day. As time went on, I was able to feel more of the impact of that event. But at the time, I was going through my own personal hell from an incident that occurred on a hot July day about a month and a half before the 9-11 incident. You see, on July 17, 2001, I was a newly minted sergeant with the Columbia Heights Police Department. We were at a training at the high school. I was in shorts and a T-shirt when a sudden call came out of an officer down from our department. Mm. To make a long story short, the officer was our school liaison officer who had been ambushed on his way home. And what followed was a 30-minute running gun battle with a deranged gunman through the streets of Columbia Heights on that high J- hot July afternoon. I ended up watching my fellow sergeant and a Minneapolis police officer being shot within feet of my position, except expecting that I might fall within the next shot. As it turned out, the next shot that rang out did not bring me down or anyone around me. A short while later, I heard on the police radio, which I had pulled from the belt of my downed fellow sergeant, that the gunman had been shot and that the critical incident was believed to be under control. All of the officers involved in this incident that day survived from their wounds, not sure about the psychological part, but the the liaison officer had multiple surgeries to recover from his injuries. After that, even the mentally ill subject who perpetrated this terrible event survived the shotgun blast that took him down, dying later in a mental institution. The officer who undoubtedly saved my life and the lives of other officers on scene died shortly after of cancer. So my memory of 9-11 was working through this terrible event and then coming upon the 9-11 incident less than two months later while still numb for my own experiences that cheapened the value of life or at least lessened the possibility of a comfortable retirement while growing old naturally. Add to that the injustice of it and all, the, and all that the attempted murder of officers of my department and a Minneapolis officer was able to die naturally while the true hero of this incident died way too young of cancer. I'm still a bit guilt-ridden for not feeling enough of the sympathy at the time of 9-11 and the magnitude of the loss, but I was still blinded by my own numbness of my near miss and of having to immediately pick up the pieces and carry on as if nothing impactful had happened to us. Interestingly, as time went on and my own trauma faded a bit in my memory, I've been better able to feel again like a normal person. The loss our nation suffered on that terrible day. I do still remember that sometime in late September or early October, we held an award ceremony for the officers who did so much that day, but we had great difficulty in finding enough little American flags for the centerpieces on the tables because they were selling like hotcakes Mm. in the patriotic support after 9-11. This is my very unusual perspective of 9-11, shared by a very small handful of officers, I'm thinking, although I've never discussed the 9-11 incident and how our earlier incident affected them. But I don't think I've ever discussed that incident with the other officers involved, even though I worked with a number of them for many years after that. I guess we just decided we best put it behind us and move forward, even if, chased, even if it chased after many of us for some years until later we were able to put some distance behind us. FYI, I have retained the full police reports and some photographs taken that were not publicly available at that time. I, too, received a Medal of Valor for my efforts that day, but I'm not sure what I did uh, that was valorous other than not get shot down along with my fellow officers. Too bad there isn't a Medal of Good Fortune. Perhaps that might have been the most appropriate. John Rogers, Sergeant Columbia Heights Police, gratefully retired, and congratulations, John. You made it to retirement. Enjoy that, no babies. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty interesting way to remember 911.
2: I'll say. Wow. Well, and that's why that the story I was alluding to earlier about the uh, retired police chief just kind of hit home for me personally because the one thing that a lot of people don't take into account is you know, a lot of these men and women of law enforcement when they go home, you know, they're shook. They're they're you know, mm-hmm. PTSD. Well, your dad was a cop. He was. I saw it firsthand. You know, yeah. he tries to be, you know, in a good mood, but <laughs> we right. all knew what he was right. dealing with you on a daily basis. All, were you?
0: Right. Uh, it's a tough life to be a cop. It's just a tough life. And
2: I, again, we've been saying this for years, but what's it going to be like in five years from now, 10 years from now, when? The qualified candidates don't even apply anymore.
0: Well, you need you need to start at the top. You need mayoral candidates like Paul Langenfeld is running for mayor in St. Paul. Yep, he's a very worthy candidate. Paul for St. Paul, and he—you'd want to work for him as a police officer. Sure. So, what we need all across the country are these mayors who stop bad mouthing police and embrace them and welcome them. So, you don't
2: think Lori Lightfoot's doing a good job no, in Chicago? No, I don't. I don't.
0: I don't think the mayor in Portland and Seattle and uh St. Paul I, I i you should be should be happy should be thrilled to have these people and uh we don't see that the closer you get to the country's tallest building but joe it's it's
2: happening in smaller look at sartell mhm mhm
0: get rid of that thin blue line decal it's triggering
1: speaking of uh, paul langenfeld for uh, st paul city mayor Come and meet that mayoral candidate, Paul Langenfeld, Wednesday, September 29th, at Mancini's Char House, mm-hmm. from 4:30 to 6:30. Mm-hmm.
2: Are you going to go? We uh, give me some I've had numerous bites. No, so. but I'm, I just we grab me some Mancini's. Just a reason to go to yeah, Mancini's. Right.
1: yeah.
0: Schmelz Countryside Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat is one of the last Twin Cities truly family-owned dealers. They're multi-generational. I've known them, known them for years, and I've driven the. Volkswagens, Fiats, and Alfa Romeo's, and I will continue to. It's right there on the uh, southeast corner of Highway 36 and 61 in Maplewood. has been there for ages. 0% right now for up to 36 months on all new Volkswagen vehicles, with the exception of the all electric ID4. The new Volkswagen Taos is in stock. 0% for up to 72 months on the Fiat 500X. 0% for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models. As an aside, I just read in Car and Driver mm-hmm. that Alfa Romeo is coming out. I forget the actual name of it, the uh, Julia something something G. It's a essentially a legal, a road legal race car. That's and cool. God help me. Don't Jonathan, don't call me if you get one, because I don't know how I could. The
1: two, 2021 Alfa Romeo Julia luxury yeah. sedan. No, it's a it's a. Uh, It's a
0: beast. Let's just put it that way. There's a a beast coming. 0% for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models. Uh, Check out the inventory because there is inventory at Schmelz Countryside. SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com.
2: And please let them know that you heard about him on the Garage Logic podcast.
1: One, two, three, four.
2: You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Sujere. Put on your red dress,
0: my baby. Honey, put on them dancing shoes. I got a nice note from uh, Wendy in dress, uh, Nevis, Minnesota. That's up there uh, east of Park Rapids. Okay. Mayor, you know you live in a small town. When your high school senior asks if he can bring the chainsaw to school Monday. Wow. Okay. Yeah, for that. Attaches the email of the forestry management teacher sent to my husband after our son George was given permission to bring the chainsaw. Wow. Good morning. Morning. Uh, say, sorry, I forgot to get this to you yesterday. George said that you wanted me to email you about forestry class. I am guessing it is for the fact that he asked you if he could bring a chainsaw to school. So the last couple of days, I've had a speaker come into class and talk to the students about chainsaw maintenance before and after operation. What he has asked is if anyone wants to bring one to school, which has to be kept in a locked vehicle until we use it, he will show them how to clean it. Basically, what the speaker wants is if a student brings a saw in, he will help them clean it, grease it, and sharpen the chain. We aren't going to be cutting down down any trees, just getting it cleaned and the chain sharpened Hope this helped answer any questions. If not, feel free to reach out to me. That was Mm. the the teacher uh, mailing the the student's father uh, an explanatory note. Uh, That just isn't going to happen when you get close. First of all, you're not going to have a forest management class at Minneapolis North High School. (laughs) No, no, no. You would not have that. And I'm not sure that you even should or if it's needed. But it's heartening, isn't it, to know that there is such a class. Yes. And that there is such common sense that... Uh, kids, if you really want to learn how to clean this thing and sharpen it up, I got Ted here from uh, you know, Steel Corporation. He's going to show you how to do it.
2: Why is it, too? And you reminded me of something I forgot to mention on the show last week, but why are shop teachers the coolest teachers at school, by the way? You know what? I how never had one.
1: Uh, we never had one either.
2: Well, I, the reason I bring it up is I lost mine last week, Mr. Temple, Fairwell Fair High School. He was everybody's favorite teacher. We
0: never had a shop
1: class you in any didn't? school I went to, no.
2: Wow, I find that shocking. They had a
1: car class, and I—I I didn't even. We never had that. How did? How do you become the shop teacher? You're probably a good football coach. No, I'm kidding. Okay, well, that, you know, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. We'll throw him in shop. Okay, yeah, you know, good. that's
2: a great point. I, I guess I don't know. I, I, uh, I guess you go to school for education. He was just—he could fix anything.
0: Well, it's funny you say that. I—I I know a guy, who has restored a century wood motorboat. Okay. okay? To. Ideal perfection. He was a high school shop teacher. Sure, they, and they he's a great guy. Oh, he's a hell of a guy. Yeah, uh, it's Bob House's name, and they they can they can do stuff. I they can't. can fix stuff. Oh yeah, can't do stuff.
2: I remember the projects he would he he would show, and then. We would fail that uh, ridiculously. Right, right.
0: But. Well, Roycey made an ashtray. Right. Then his mom quit smoking. Banging out. <laughs> okay. and he pump. said, people are making silos <laughs> and rebuilding tractors. I was pounding a hunk of clay trying to make my mouth. Ashtray, as soon as I gave it to her, she decided to quit smoking.
1: What a deterrent. That must have been a horrible ashtray. And
2: uh, the communication often between uh, me and Mr. Temple, and I know you guys will find this shocking. Shut up, Reavers.
0: Reavers, quit talking.
1: Reavers, quit talking.
0: <laughs> he was very proud that you went into radio. Yep. A Minnesota mother says critical race theory teaches her kids that they will never be able to make it. Uh, and I, I will do this story because... I have made my own rules for discussing CRT and I will only discuss it through the lens of black people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is a black woman named Kofi Monska. She's an attorney and mother of three kids. And she's urging the Roseville area school board to stop promoting critical race theory and Black Lives Matter in the classroom. Let's play some of it. And if we think it's understandable, the poor woman is trying to talk behind a mask.
2: Right, everybody in this meeting was yes.
0: forced to wear a mask. But she is a black mother of students in the Roseville school system.
3: I have three boys, two in Roseville schools. One my, one of my kids has special needs is in a different school. Uh, my friends from the Exodus movement are here to support me at the ExodusMN.org. I'm also, I started a group called Roseville United, and there's a lot of us here tonight. Um, I'm here to ask the district to stop promoting critical race theory and Black Lives Matter. People who support CRT say people like me and people who are against CRT CRT are racist. That's their only defense. Yet CRT is racist. It tells kids of color like my children that they will never be able to make it and white kids that they are inherently racist. When I was a little kid, I had reoccurring dreams about the KKK when I was seven years old. And now, people who look like this are being told they are racist in this school. Gee, I'll have a and it is a absolutely appalling. And you might say, I've heard people say, we don't have CRT. We do have CRT in this school. I see it every day. My kid said they are already started with it. He's already miserable about having to start school. Last year, you gave my kid an assignment to read an article out of Scholastica Kids entitled Making Our Voices Heard that told him he would face racism in every facet of his life, from education to the workplace to health care. He showed me this article because he found it very discouraging. In the middle school, after George Floyd's killing, they sent out an email, and they actually segregated kids by race to talk about it. In the email, it said, we will have a group of, for whites, for blacks, for Asians, for Hispanics. I couldn't even believe it that we're going back to segregation after all we fought for. In, in middle school, you segregated kids of color by having the kids of color stand up, and the white kids stay down, and you offered kids of color $10 to give away all their personal, private, disciplinary information to an outside organization. And I've also heard from teachers here that you have a policy like Minneapolis that discourages teachers from, teaching, from disciplining kids of color because, the, as the Isaiah group says, Disciplining kids of color is a pipeline to prison. Well I have to tell you something, not disciplining them is the pipeline to prison. Stop. Telling
0: them- Wow. She's she's got it. She's saying, quit making my kid less than. Right. She's the pushbacker. Yes. We've been waiting for. Sorry.
3: They're thinking animals are not like white people who can behave. We have lesser standards. We don't think they're truly equal. I don't think you think we're equal, and it's appalling to me. Oh, she's got it. Systematic racism does not exist. We used to have systematic racism. It was called slavery and segregation, and we fought alongside each other to end it. It doesn't exist. BLN said they're fighting for the the liberation of black people. We are free. Breaking news, we are free. (laughs) thank god almighty we are free at last this movement makes black people look delusional it blames white people for all our problems when everybody knows they're not our successes belong to us as do our challenges and the wonderful thing is we can do better for ourselves we don't have to sit around and wait for some white savior to come around and help us and i wish roseville schools gave that message it seems like I don't think you will, though, because you guys love it. You white people love it. You need black people to be victims, to cleanse yourselves of your unjustified white guilt. Well, wow. so do it some other way. Get a friend, get a therapist. Don't use my kids. In conclusion, I hope you find, I, can I just say my last sentence? In conclusion, I hope, you, um, I hope my kids find your racist messages unbelievable because they see me, their mom, who was raised by a drug addict and suffered abuse as a child, become a lawyer. If I was inundated with these ideas, I don't know where I'd be today
0: please run please run for anything yeah. although she's a lawyer so she probably doesn't need to <laughs> kofi Manska, an attorney and mother of three kids she's i can't i can't add anything to what she said nope. except thank you ma'am you're doing exactly wow. what black parents should do your children are being treated horribly in the failed academy you know what that reminded me of, because there was a bunch of people standing
2: in the background, some that weren't applauding. Um, mm, which, very woke people. Of course. And of course, they were all white. Yep. Um, but that was my favorite part of uh, when we were going through the series of protests, both here and around the country, where the BLM protesters, with their the white Black Lives Matter uh, protesters were, were shouting at black people on how they should, why they weren't falling in line, <laughs> which I'm right. thinking,
0: where do you come from? Having that kind of ideology, any thinking parent has to come to the same conclusion that Kofi Monska has come to. You must. There's no other way to look at it. There's no other option. There's no other option. And I only discuss it if it's brought up by a Black uh, American citizen, and and this, this is the occasion that it was. And she's she's an example of how you have to push back. How
1: but, did we happen upon this? Uh, I was several sent people.
0: this yeah, several by people. several okay. emailers alerted me to this story. I believe it was Alpha News that had this okay. story. Okay. Shocking. And, and uh, yeah, I didn't see this story in the Star Tribune. Or
1: the That's yeah. pretty funny because you think that would be, you've got a champion person championing um, uh, black people to just be accountable.
2: The best line that she had was, you seem to think that disciplining children is a pipeline to prison. She said, not disciplining them is. A- absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You're expecting less than. That's racism. That's not equal. That's not equity. That's a sin. For those of you who still believe in the concept of sin, that's a horrible treatment of children, horrible. It's so condescending and disingenuous. It's just horrid. It's horrid.
2: It really is. It's not your job. I said this to somebody over the weekend. It's not your job to be your kid's friend. Mm-hmm.
1: Right.
0: Well, it's plus it's not your job as an educator to to buy that fake friendship by letting them off the hook. For I didn't, things. How about the ten
1: dollar part? Did I you get I didn't I, what I didn't what know that what meant. That was. anything about that. Yeah. So they had the black students stand up and they offered them ten dollars to to give them information,
2: personal information on them, which I thought... that's shocking to me.
0: Well, when we come back, I'm gonna read you something that's not necessarily unrelated to this. Oh, Not necessarily unrelated to this, Uh, but first I want, no, I don't even have first. I'm just going to take a break here and get some water. I'm in perfect health, but I'm coughing. Perfect health.
2: you can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate or just check them out online at hoffermanwater.com and please let them know that garage logic sent you
1: here's a man who will stop burning boring candles it's joe sushere wow that was a perfect segue thank you mr linerman Rook here, spiral light candles. Yes, you never would have thought candles and Garage Logic came together, but they did, and it was very successful. Spiral Light Candles wants to thank everyone for stopping by the booth. It was great to meet so many GLers at the state fair. And after hearing from so many GLers that don't uh, live local, yeah, they're asking for the cylinder index candle. And we're going to keep selling them online. It's not fair to keep ourselves here in Mm. only the great state of Minnesota. It still won't be available to the general public as you have to find the secret GL page on the site. To get there, go to SpiralLightCandles.com. That's their website. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and click on the GL logo to order your CI candle. It'll be a great thing for Halloween or Christmas. They'll be adding more special scents here soon. Just for those GLers, it's SpiralLightCandles.com. brah Fantastic. I got it. I got it. It's great. But- that was a very popular item. That's still index candle.
2: My brother is going to steal mine. He was over and we... Blit it in the garage, you know,
1: yep. if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what you do.
2: And uh, he said, I'm, I'm taking this home. And I said, No, that, 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 that's mine.
1: Well, don't just stop there. Get your Christmas But No, I'm going to get, I'll get one for him. She might not want a CI candle, might want right.
0: powdery purple.
1: Uh, Kelsey alerted
0: me to the idea that more than 200 dead birds were found around the World Trade Center. Hmm. Uh, they were found by a volunteer named Melissa Breyer last week. She posted a picture on her Twitter account. Melissa, speaking in an interview, said that the routine search is done as part of a project that helps the birds migrate safely. She saw hundreds of birds lying dead on the pavement. 200 birds, and there's about 7 billion birds in the world. It was 6.15 a.m. when I got there, so the sun hadn't fully risen, but you could still see them. There were these dark little shadowy lumps of bird. It was like a scene out of a horror film. Social media expressed concern over the death of the bird, some even quoted state laws about situation. Hmm. I lost one last week. You did? Yeah, I was what sitting happened? there reading the paper, and I heard the clunk. Uh-oh. And, he, you know, the note, musical notes were playing yeah. above his head. And I got out there, and uh, he hit the window so hard, he was a, I couldn't save him. Oh, no. He was a goner. He was DOA, huh? Yeah, he was a goner. I...
1: Oh, did you do a little ceremony? Perform a little service, and, sure. You know, Sunny. You know, here lies Sunny in the right <laughs> by the birch and tree. And a couple of days
0: ago, there were at least sixty to seventy-five birds in the backyard, and I looked them up in my book, and I think it was uh...
1: fudge. I mean, really? <laughs> well, you, I, you... I think they were juvenile crows. Ah, mm. have you gone mad? You have a bird book? I've got two. That's what you are. No. I, 100%. I,
0: I, that's I, that's I, F. Working at home all those COVID months, I hung bird feeders right outside my window where I was working. Uh,
1: uh, you know, I have I bought two bird feeders. I will not mock you for and that. I and
0: I have my binoculars. Don't
1: have that. And I have my bird book. I didn't go over the line like you. It's not over the line. <laughs> no, it's not over the line.
0: Well, Busy why weekend. Why not become educated about our bird friends?
1: Why not just feed them and not
0: worry about it? Well, I because I, I was getting all kind of, I had I had cardinals. What,
1: what were they uh for real, what were these uh the flock, whatever you I thought cr- they were murder? I,
0: I thought they were young crows.
1: Were they sitting there or were they active? They were active and were they having watching? fun and they're
0: dive bombing and flying around and apparently uh they were getting successfully getting worms.
1: Okay. You yeah. did not is there a crow food? No, I didn't know. they're carnivores, right?
0: Uh, they'll eat anything. Okay. Yes, uh, you in uh, the back. Uh
2: Quick, quick question. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, obviously, it was a very busy weekend at the sushi home. Yeah. How
1: you doing over there? Uh,
2: what What's your number of saved birds? No, 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 no. Seven. In other words, uh, what number in the backyard did it have to be to which would alarm me to go get the book? So if there was only ten, right? What, would I that mean, have gotten you out of the chair? Probably if, not. How if about twenty?
1: Nope. If it's one, that's but
0: this bad. this was I don't I don't recall seeing this before. It was a,
1: a, 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 did you try an invasion. Um, did you triumphantly um, um, show the book, pick up the book, open it to page seven, and then go tell the CP? Say, look, here's look, what they are. Yes. These are uh, <laughs> t- red wing tips on Tic Tacs. Yes, I did. I bet that was w- well, well received. What? you bleeping, problem.
0: <laughs> they were double breasted mattress thrashers.
1: Double breasted mattress thrashers. <laughs> Wow, I'm glad things entertain you. Can you, say in that, your, can't uh, you? Sure, yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad that you're entertained you're in your and semi-retired status.
0: I'm not semi-retired, you moron. I said I had a an email from a fellow who uh, Rick in Stillwater. Oh, is a great, yes, is a good hey, thinker. That's not Rick necessarily Alton. not necessarily unrelated to the wonderful pushback that we heard from uh, Kofi Monska at yep. the Roseville School Board. Uh, Mayor, I'm hoping you can clarify something for me. We've heard the term systemic racism applied to many of our institutions and to our nation as a whole. We've been lectured by the likes of Ibram Kendi that any custom or policy or organization that results in any difference in outcomes is systemically racist. With respect to law enforcement, prisons, drug policy, traffic stops, you name it, the statistics can be abused to show that minorities are penalized far more than whites. This is offered as proof that these policies and institutions are systemically racist. The alleged racism is the basis for demands to defund or dismantle police departments. Meanwhile, in the failed academy, a five-minute search on the Google will get you uh, Minnesota ranked 50th for racial disparities in high school graduation rates. Uh, Minnesota for years has shown some of the country's worst inequities in education outcomes. Uh, Some of Minnesota's educational disparities are among the worst in the nation. Thus, by the logic applied to law enforcement, the education system is systemically racist. So -hmm. here's my question. Why isn't there a demand to defund public education and to dismantle the public school system?
1: Great point.
0: On the contrary, we are continually told that the schools need more money and more resources. If the police department should be replaced by heaven only knows what, shouldn't the same be true of the schools? And if the police department in Minneapolis needs a stronger focus, don't do it, Reavers, okay. on diversity, well, bleep, the academy is crawling with diversity and equity at par chicks. Obviously, their presence contributes to systemic racism, doesn't it? Can't we at least defund them? Of course, that's a fantasy, and I don't expect a salon to recognize the double standard or the inherent contradictions of their politics. I guess this is just another long way of saying to the left, don't tell me you care about kids, least of all, minority kids. Keep pushing back Rick and Stillwater. What a great point! What a great point! School overhaul. Give us money. Yep. To correct these racial. No, you're racist. Give us more money. No, I don't want to. I want money. to know where the gold at. Where the gold at. I, 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 don't, I don't want to know that.
1: Give me the gold. I want the gold.
0: Good afternoon. Uh, so. I've had the privilege of spending my youth on a family farm in southern Minnesota, specifically rural Wilmot. That being said, I am a distinguished graduate from Fulda High School. Yes, sir. Home of world famous Patrick Ricey. I joined the Marine Corps at the age of 17. I have lived in numerous locations throughout the country and the world. I retired after a little more than 20 years, and while sitting on the intracoastal waterway around Swansboro, North Carolina, in my $30,000 fishing boat, reading a book, a multi-million dollar yacht passed by, and I overheard the people on the deck of the yacht saying, look at that guy. He is living the life. I couldn't help but feel completely overwhelmed by the intense feeling of perspective. It isn't necessarily what you have is how much you use it. Not sure if this makes much sense. I have been in the... I have been hit in the head numerous times and may be affected by some of the negative health consequences that go along with spending extended durations in some of the biggest crap holes on earth. If you ever want to ask questions about the why for the way that our military does things, feel free to email or call. I'm also a 40-year-old student at the University of North Carolina, Wilmington, to become a history major and hopefully become a high school educator so I can give you a grown-up worldview on the inner workings of the academy. Finally, my family comes from the Reeker family in Fulda. If you ask Roycey, he may know of them. God bless and thank you so much for the influence you are having on influencing our culture. I wish I did. Uh, by, uh, by the way, feel free to use my name. I don't care what others think about me. I know who I am and what I stand for. Hmm. Respectfully, Anthony Jones.
1: Very I think good. his pronoun is probably Anthony.
0: I think his pronoun is <laughs> Tony. <laughs> by the way, when I looked up, I'm going to put this aside because later today we're doing Monday Night Sports Talk uh, I got, a, I got a dollar that says Roycey will know of that family. He will know. He'll have
1: a, some type of story or yeah. connection.
2: Because uh, I had never heard of Wilmot before, so I wanted to look it up. Guess what the first thing that pops up when you search for Wilmot, Minnesota? Hmm. The Wilmot
0: Sloon. The Sloan? Sloan? The Sloan. You got to go down to the Sloan. <laughs> I got to get to Sloan in Wilmot. Uh, <laughs> anybody get to the Grund over the weekend? No.
2: I need to get up to the new store, by the way.
1: Well, yeah, because it's, it's, you know what you know what it is right now. It's bonfire season, yes, it's and bonfire. I know they got brats, but you know he's got those delicious all beef hot dogs. Oh, that really? You're gonna uh, you're gonna pop those babies over the open bonfire on I've, a little stick or whatever.
2: I've had a fire every night for like the past four or five nights. You're gonna make s'mores
1: and all the other stuff, but get quality hot dogs. Yes. How would you
0: have a fire last night when it was
1: ninety? Because I like having a fire. Oh. Yeah, he, uh, he has to get out sometimes.
0: Well, what Spencer really needs is <laughs> From help. the guy that counted birds in his backyard. Yeah, hey, He's giving yeah, me yeah, crap about a backyard pal. fire. <laughs> 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 well, I don't mind a backyard fire if it's cool, but the the point, let's get back to the point. Oh, yeah, Everything you need for, for your outdoor dining is available at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned yep. Meats in Hugo. Yep. It's on Highway 61 right north of Hugo, and that new second store is open on Highway 97 in Forest Lake, just a hop, skip, and a jump east of 35E. But most importantly, like many small businesses... Spencer wants to keep his growing and he Mm -hmm. wants to be able to fulfill the obligations he has to the GLers who have made his uh, place a destination gathering. They need help. They need part time workers. And he's not alone in that sentiment. There's a lot of people out there that need help, and Spencer is uh, uh, more than willing to talk to you. In fact, he'll even, I'm going to give you his phone number. Let's hear it. You can call him after 3 p.m. 651 426 2800. It'd be a great it'd be a great you're working for a sharp guy in a family run business and you'll learn a lot and we're not kidding. Uh they uh they need to keep those doors open for GL. Hell yeah. They need some people. They need some people. So uh thank you, Spencer, and, and best of luck. Mm-hmm. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. I just looked it up. What's that? Do juvenile crows flock together? Oh my God. Families quickly become large with up to 15 crows moving around together. Well, I saw way more than 15. Young crows do not spend all their time at home, but may wander for a while. Then you go down here and you get, uh, uh What do you do if you find a fledgling crow? Raise and lower the bird in your hands to encourage it to flap the wings. That's how I save birds.
1: You throw them up in the air. I'll be damned. you're doing it right. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: Young, mature birds eventually set out on their own to start their own families, although some crows may stay at home for up to seven years. Crows travel in groups while away from home territories. They congregate with crows other than their family members to forage and sleep uh i think it's i think i saw juvenile crows mm. that's what i think i did and you know what those are called uh Junior what are baby murder. crows called
3: little ones. chicks
0: they're called chicks mm. all
3: right a
1: chicks of crow a chick of crows
0: no oh. it's a murder of
2: crows murder,
1: no matter what age they are
2: i mm-hmm. i hate to interrupt this fascinating topic more um,
1: birds you all okay go ahead
2: i have a i have a confession to make mm. um yeah so
1: a good one, you, or your, a bad one. Where's your, Kenny, by the
2: way? Oh yeah, Kenny's off today and tomorrow.
0: Oh. Is he in none of your business, Phil? I believe so. Right.
2: Yes. You have your loose leaf binder uh, handy because you can add one. Oh, I'd like to add one to the uh, to the file. Let's go. Uh-uh. So this weekend, um, you know, we uh, we were celebrating the the beloved bride's birthday yesterday. Mm-hmm. We had a lot mm-hmm. of uh, we had a lot of comings and goings in and out of the house, and so last night I was we were all a little tired. Yeah. So boys went to bed. She goes to bed. I had a little fire. So at halftime of the football game, I thought, you know, I should probably sleep in the basement tonight. Right, uh, yeah, Mom's got to get up early. I don't want to snore and wake her oh, up. And unselfish that man starts you starts are. The, starts the week off on unselfish a Unselfish husband. So in the basement, uh, long story short. You I'll... burned the garage down, didn't you? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Not yet. Um, but what I do is I plug my cell phone in because I have a white noise app that I like to run so that I can sleep better. Okay. <laughs>
0: You have to sleep then with a thing in your ear?
2: No, 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 no. It just plays like a fan noise like on, a, my, on my on myself. Ocean phone. breeze. Like, yeah, because I like white noise. I hate. I can't sleep in silence. Got it. So I plug it into the wall. I think some of the times that you're down, you're probably not aware of any other listening the things out there. The extension cord is long enough that it reaches the bed in the basement. Perfect. So I was watching the the foot the second half of the football game on my phone. Well, I have to plug in my iPhone, but I have to kind of sit on it so it doesn't pull the phone off Got of, it. You know,
1: without yep. me holding right. it. Right and well, I fell asleep. Oh, oh, you were a little fatigued yeah, after I'm the big tired. fire. Okay, Long gathering gathering day. wood for the fire right, is very
2: right. tiring. And I was still sitting on the plug in.
1: And how, I woke up. How far did it fling across the room? I
2: woke up and I went, "Man, why
1: why does my rear end hurt? I burned." <laughs> You're kidding. Me. I, I'll
2: show God. you if you no, want to see it. No, I don't want to see it. I burned just below my butt, so bad. I have you noticed? I can't even sit. On I
1: noticed it. you're sitting to the side. I just thought you had some gas trouble. What gets hot? The phone. The plug-in from the yeah. iPhone to the extension cord, oh, which oh. is why you're never supposed to leave it on the bed or sit on it and fall asleep. Right. So I've been playing a little hurt today.
0: <laughs> well, the other day Does my neighbor. That- the other day my neighbor texted me and said, "You know your car alarm's going off." <laughs> and I, I didn't. And it, it, by the time I saw his text, it, it had stopped. I think it's a law that the manufacturer has to make those yeah, alarms can't go on forever. last only so long. Uh, and then I, I finally solved the mystery. I had the fob in my pocket,
2: ah, and
0: I probably sat on the panic button. Sure. But I was downstairs working on this show, oh. and I didn't hear it. Sure. I don't know. I'm sure. sure. Anyway, that's not uh, as good as your question,
1: story. Question. Question, though. Yeah. Sure. Question. Let me in. Mm-hmm. Um, So you're in your house. Yep. And you are uh, you are you're working on the show. You 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 found an article and you're jumping into it. Mm-hmm. Why don't you leave your key? Why don't you set your keys down on the counter? Why do you have your keys in your back pocket?
0: Sometimes they're in my pocket. and From now on, they certainly most uh, they never will be. But why? I don't know why that so, day I
1: put the key in my pocket. But that wouldn't that drive? I mean, you're, when you go it in was your house, a side
0: pocket, not a back pocket.
1: I know, but dropping your keys off—that's the first thing I want to get rid of because I don't want to have any keys in my pocket.
0: I don't know. It's not worth analyzing. Okay. Only <laughs> because they for come some, to us
1: for some.
0: all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling linemen uh, on this day. Today. In 1863. September 20th. At the Battle of Chickamauga, Georgia, the 2nd Minnesota is one of the few Union outfits on hand to repel a fierce Confederate attack. Casualties claimed one third of the regiment with 45, excuse me, I'm a Roycey like gas attack, (laughs) with 45 dead, 103 wounded, and 14 captured out of the 382 engaged in battle. And on this day in 1891, August Schell, founder of the August Schell Brewing Company in New Ulm, died. He was born in Durbach, Germany in 1828. Shell had moved to Minnesota in 1856, uh, and four years later, with Jacob Bernhardt, founded a small brewery on the banks of the Cottonwood River. The brewery is still run by the Shell family, producing award-winning beers in the German tradition. Mm-hmm. And on this day, finally, on this day, today, finally, in 1939, wait, wait, on wait, September 20th, Sh-
2: the Shells family. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: it's the Marty family. Well, that whatever. owns shells well you know it? how uh, how up to date are these dates oh history? I'm sorry okay yeah. I just want because people will email on that one by the way I told you that coming up on September 28th is the last 90. Yep. I have a pleasant surprise for you. Come on. There's a 90 or two in October. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Stop. On this day in 1939. We did some pre-reading. Stop. First lady. Oh, I've, been, I've been going through my Is that what you were calendar. working on
1: in the basement?
2: Yeah. When the car alarm was going. On. Right. In
0: 1939, on this day, First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt was the keynote speaker at the first meeting of the Woman's Institute in St. Paul. That, must, that used to be one hell of a town, St. Paul. Mm-hmm. It's Way really, back when. Really something now. Oh, man. It's inconceivable to me to think of a the first lady coming to St. Paul to speak to anything, much less the uh, yeah. Women's Institute. Right, yeah. right. Uh, by the way, depressing. we
2: just got an email from Jordy. How about this? According to the official box score, uh, there were 64 people shot this weekend in Chicago, mm. 10 of whom died. There was a mass shooting of two women and three men uh, in the Austin neighborhood at around 305, on Sunday morning that received no media coverage. With 37 weeks of 2021 in the record books and 3,398 people shot, Chicago has averaged 92 people shot every week. The 612 homicides to date is 58 ahead of 2016, which saw 808 homicides, the 500 and 600 homicide occurred far earlier
0: in the year than any time since the early 1990s. Well, just drive up the freeway. I read over the weekend that Milwaukee is having its most violent year in the history of the city.
1: Mm.
0: And I got a kid in school there. I'm very nervous. Wow. What? Those are mind-blowing numbers. Wow. Sad. Well, on that it's sad, sad note, Gio, thank you. Sad. Yeah, I'm thank, you. Sad. thank you.
2: Did I tell you my story? Okay. Yeah.
0: Burned Pardon. his butt by a did. phone. You're I lucky he didn't, didn't start the place on uh, fire. Everything.
1: Everything. He'll put a pizza in the oven and forget about it <laughs> or start the fire if he's up at Kragan's. Be fully no, naked. John Hyte and
0: I
2: both did that. We both had the fireplace and the air conditioning. And the conditioning. air conditioning.
1: Fighting against each other to find out which one went off. <laughs> the heat miser or the cold miser. Uh, boy, you can found you can find a lot of things more entertaining than Chris Reavers town ball stories by going to PodMN on your smartphone. There's a library of podcasts, Minnesota-based and some not Minnesota-based, that will entertain you and inform you. Pod MN on your smartphone, or podmn.com on your laptop or tabletop. While you are poking around, go to YouTube and subscribe to the Garage Logic page on YouTube and Facebook. See ya. do we chill Is it Friday?